When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's face it, folks. Sending online flowers sucks. We've all been burned. $19.99 somehow becomes $74.50. And what shows up isn't what you ordered. It's mostly dead. And then you get spammed nonstop. This is why the geniuses at thebooks.com launched a whole new way to send flowers. That's T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S dot com. Books because they took bouquets and simplified them. Thebooks.com sends flowers straight from sustainable farms located on an active volcano in South America. Seriously. Whoa, that's like real volcano flowers. And they charge a flat rate of just $40 with free delivery. So your loved ones get beautiful flowers and you save cash. For Mother's Day, thebooks.com is offering 20% off with promo code ask. So go to thebooks.com. That's T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S.com. Click on the shop button at the top of the page and send that special someone a book. Don't forget, order today with promo code ask to get 20% off flowers with a freaking volcano. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place where three comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, comedian, host. Uh, check me out on YouTube at youtube.com slash comedy. I'm here with Marty Kinris, Selling author and relationship expert. Check out her book, Get Inside Her. And Actually, I want to add one more thing. Okay, we yeah. never really say it. Owner of the Wing Girl Method. Owner of the Wing Girl Method. Yeah, because that's the yeah. main thing that I do. That is the main thing. I you wrote do. a book. It's called Get Inside Her. It's awesome. But I own the Wing Girl Method and I have for 10 years. And it's awesome and everybody should check it out. Yes. And your see you next. Dude, Damn, I screw it up every single time. No, it's okay. Just, and YouTube. Just follow your YouTube us. channel. Follow me on Twitter. Just do that and you'll yes, find out. Yes, exactly. My... Exactly. Yeah. But we also have Johnny. Zubak. You got it. Yeah. There's hey. a D in the front, so I don't want to pronounce the D. It's silent. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today. We um, we have Johnny's the other cool. half of the Art of Charm, or or the other, th- you're the Another third. third. You're one of yeah. the third. Okay, cool. And people are familiar with Jordan, who's been on the show several times talking about uh, the Art of Charm. He's really funny, and so you have a lot to live up to. Yes, exactly. Lots oh, of pressure Lord. for you. <laughs> but you're the cool end of the spectrum. Like, Jordan is funny. And you're cool. And you're the rock and roller. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. That I am. Well, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about you and your dating history. Because, yeah, sure. Because Art of Charm, you are a coach there. You, mm-hmm. you, you've taught like thousands of men yes. how to be better men, how to charm the pants off of women. But ultimately, you're teaching men how to be the best men they can possibly be. So how do you know how to be the best man you can possibly be? That's a good and one. And were you always the best man? Well, you know what? I think being the best man, being the best person... Uh, man or woman, I mean, I think you got to love life and you got to be happy. 
Yeah, we were actually just speaking before we came on here really quick, and I told him that um, he said everything today in this era is awesome. And I said, I disagree. Everything today is horrible. (laughs) It's what you tell yourself. It's the narrative that you build (laughs) about the world around you. Now, I I could build one around me that is going to allow me to be depressed and hateful and angry and bitter at the world, or I can build one that allows me to go out and create and feel good about expressing myself. Yeah, I always feel like when I build it, though, it's like I'm building a fake reality. It's all, is it okay listen, to live in a fake reality? Abs- delusion is amazing. It and is, the, isn't it? The other part of that it's is, like how I got out of bed this morning. Listen, what does it take for you to put yourself on stage and be a comedian? Um, well, the... Um, it's not alcohol. You don't drink. No, well, no, I don't. And I really want to start. Like well, I listen, would be so much more fun if the I the first time that you put yourself on that stage, you told you something that would allow you to feel I good did. about. I did. Oh on. my god, you're bringing me back to hold on a very happy moment. <laughs> but you do that every time that you get on stage. You, you have to, or else you wouldn't continue doing uh, it. Listen, it's about feeling good about putting yourself in the arena because if you want to do something that you love that you've never done before, it's a very scary thing. I've done this my whole life. While I'm playing on stage. So you have to tell yourself now, if, even if you don't never done it before and you don't have that confidence, you have to pull that from somewhere. Maybe it's arrogance, maybe it's narcissism, maybe it's tenacity, but uh, stubbornness. But whatever it is, if you love it so much, you'll do anything to to learn that craft. Right. And you'll tell yourself whatever you need to to put yourself on that stage to take an ass beating, and that ass beating. Uh, it can be just that, the ass beating, or it can be this opportunity for you to learn something about the craft that you love. And you'll tell yourself anything you want, uh, anything you need to, to get yourself in that position. Yeah. So, as I said, you know. This- right, like I've told myself I'm funny, and it's like, so you will tell yourself anything. Of course, <laughs> because it's a craft that you love. Now, who does it really matter? The people who are watching you or the the love of what you're doing and of course everyone sucks at the beginning and that's part of the fun of getting better and getting these small victories (laughs) no but even okay it's true i've seen a lot of comedians who did not start off so great but they kept going and going and going similar to what you're doing you didn't just go up there and say oh bombs like i suck i'm never going back up on stage again you continue to put yourself out there so secretly you are a confident person Secretly, you just need something to do during the day. (laughs) I love how she always spins it to a negative. Like, basically, (laughs) what it means is... I've heard it... Just her and I meeting out in the the hallway, and we already got into it of, what are you telling yourself about the world? I love that you're jumping into therapist mode with her. That's my well, job. I, almost, like, I know it's it your off. job, yeah. but to know in like two minutes that she needed that. But she doesn't need anything. <laughs> I'm, all I am pointing out in the face. All I am pointing <laughs> out is that you know you build this narrative and it can right. be whatever you'd like it. Absolutely. It is, yeah. It's so true. did you always have this narrative for yourself? No, fuck no. <laughs> um, I'll, so I'll give you the, the how. It came to me to figure this out for myself. So I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I tell this story with the guys all the time. Um, when you live in a blue-collar town, especially one that carries that blue-collar identity in its sports teams and all that sort of stuff, um, I grew up 30 minutes outside. And that blue-collar mentality of you have to go into the battle Every day is going to be a war of attrition. If you're tougher than the day, you might eke out an existence. And if you if you try really hard, you might be happy. So you have to understand 
that's the kind of mentality that as growing up uh, that I got was put on me of growing up in a blue collar white class yeah. family. Uh, I moved to North Carolina and I was I my love was music and of course I told myself whatever I could to get myself on that stage as nervous as I was as flipped out as I was. And how old were you when you started doing this? Uh, well, I mean I was playing earlier in, in high school and stuff, but this counted as starting my real career right. because I'm now out of town. Um, and you know that belief that every day was a struggle that every day was a fight and that's you need to be tougher to get through it and you're going to be met with walls every day and if you hit hard enough they will come crashing down well you know being on the road playing music living that lifestyle getting to certain points in life and then realizing that why am i hitting this so-called glass ceiling and realizing that it wasn't because I, I wasn't tough enough to get through. It was at that point I didn't have the skill set to move further. Now, how did I figure that out? By continually bumping my head off the glass ceiling, putting myself in, you know, feeling depressed, um, panic attacks, like what is going on? Right. You know, when you start to, you start to think, well, maybe there's something wrong with me. So I go and start seeing somebody, the therapist or whatnot, and they, they went to prescribe you whatever meds for you to feel good about being mediocre in life. <laughs> right. And that didn't jive very well with me. There was, I wanted certain things. Right. Um, you know, and so uh, talking to a lot of people who were, uh, who had their act together, who were very successful, who were very happy, and who took the time to mentor me, I realized, you know, at first I thought they're just lucky they have everything handed to them in life. And, that, you know, that's the, that's the cop out. Right. Right. right? And then I took responsibility for my, started taking responsibility for my own actions. And it's like, well, they don't go out into the world swinging, trying to be tougher. Uh, every day is a war. They go out in the world as, as a place that hands them everything that they want in life. So what would happen if I changed my belief system and my narrative of the world and start treating it as I a place? I actually do think, sorry to interrupt you, but this is a good chapter that we're going to use for today's chapter in the man's playbook. Sure. All right. Um, where was I? Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I wanted to have that in there because now, we now we're going to talk about it. All right, well, great. Because now we're going to talk about it. No, that's subjects. a huge thing. It's so, one yeah, of my favorite so please subjects. continue. Um, so, yes, I decided, well, perhaps I'll treat the world as a place that gives me um, something that will uh, uh, treat the world the way. You know, to give the, that's a place that gives me what I, I want in life. Look at it that way. Yes. So, but that was really difficult because this means I have to be positive, put on a smile, give people attention, appreciation, and acceptance. So, why was that difficult? Because I grew up in a place where the world was there to take advantage of you. Right. So, so to change your whole perspective on this and go out. <laughs> feeling naked and vulnerable without your defenses was a very scary task. Do you ever drop off of this thought process and fall backwards and then pick yourself up again? Not or anymore. It I mean, it's been, been, it's, it's been a very long road, but if, at I first... I mean, you're like 75, so it's yes, true. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's been... I'm Not 40, even. so... Um, but at, at first, yes, it was difficult, and there, were, there would be times where your emotions would get the best of you, and you revert back. So... Um, but I'm, I'm going to interrupt one again. But so, what are the steps to reframing? Because uh, it's, it's, it's challenging to go from one way of thinking to another way. If you've grown up your entire life thinking one way, how how do you adjust that mindset? Well, the the first part of it is understand why you operate in the manner that you do. 
So you have to think back to your social economic background, uh, ethnicity, all these things, and and take responsibility rather than pointing the, the blame at those things. Take responsibility for those and go, okay, that's cool. I got it. I understand why I think this way. That's that's the first one. If you understand that, then you can start changing those things. Right. Um, then once again, you know, even books like Dale Carnegie, How to mm-hmm. Win Friends, and all that, it, the rules are laid out. Right. I should write one called How to Lose Friends because that sounds carny, and that would be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's the opposite. Right. Yeah. Done. Oh, trust me. I can write chapters on that myself. Yeah. No, but I, I talk about that all the time, about first noticing. Like, the first step to change is actually taking notice T- of yes. what's going on around you that and, you're but, doing in action or that you think a certain Which way. is important, but what's the next step? Because someone like me, constantly aware and taking notice of those things, but there's not that next step in line for someone like me. How would you suggest that someone who's really cynical and has a specific view of the world... Do you know how long... Since- Listen, that cynicalness is going to, depending on how long you're going to be in this way, you're either going to decide that you want more and you're going to want more out of life, or you're going to decide that what you've been getting all along is just fine. And so that's going to depend on you, whether or not that's what you want. So say I say it's not fine. What's the step after that? What do you do? Uh, What is it that is going to lead to a world giving you what you want? First of all, you have to treat the world as a place that's going to give you what you want. Right. So, I, I'm, I'm going to give you like a more like a an exercise for Kristen and for everybody who is listening right now because this definitely pertains to women, but it pertains to all areas of your life. And these are things that I did for myself. Listen, anyone who wants to get good at anything in life has to have the right tools. Yeah, and but you have to be willing to do some work and know that it's not going to change overnight. So here's something that people can do right now if they do want to adjust and alter their mindset. So the first thing to do is whatever you're trying to adjust or change. So for example, for Kristen, if she starts thinking my life sucks and every day you know, a, a sentence comes out of her mouth where it says, oh, my life sucks or something negative, you start calling attention to when you're doing it. So you sure. take a pause, you notice it, and then you can actually replace that sentence by 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 um, saying something more positive. So you can say, hold on one second. You can literally say that out loud. Sure. And then you can say, let me readjust and reframe what I just said. Here's what I actually meant. And you can reframe the sentence so that it has a more I didn't mean it sucked. Spin. I mean it really sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. Exactly. But that's, that's, my that's the whole process of, of altering the way that you think. So you can look at another person when you're on a date with them and you can say, oh, you know what? My ex-wife was a horrible bitch. And like she just beat me down, and oh. then say, you know, you know what? I take that back. I'm I'm sorry for saying that. I apologize to myself. Here's what I really wanted to say. Me and my wife had troubles, as everybody does who are in a relationship or in Absolutely. marriage. But you know what? I, d- I, I, I realized that we didn't communicate well during our relationship, and my next relationship is going to be so much better. And that takes practice being able to first notice, then pause, then announce that you've you're not happy with what you've said and then alter it. Yeah, well taking ownership and responsibility. Yeah. Taking responsibility for everything in your life is a ground key in changing it. When you point the finger at things, my ex-wife, my girlfriend, uh, my weight or whatever it might be, you've just given up all your power to change the perspective of the narrative. Yeah. Uh, and once you've given up your power, there's nothing you can do over it. Exactly. Now, you can spin things a million ways to find out where is it that you have that responsibility so you are able to change it. When you take responsibility, you get three choices. Change it, leave it, accept it. That's up to you. If you give, if you point it up the finger, those 
choices are gone, your power over that situation is gone. Absolutely. Now, I think people are sometimes afraid to point the finger elsewhere because then they're already feeling bad about themselves. So when they I point, feel like the, they easily do easily point the finger. Absolutely. Oh no, the, no, I'm saying they do because oh. they already feel bad about themselves. So the last thing they want is an additional finger pointing at themselves when exactly. they already feel bad. Well, so it's a scary thing for a lot of people to do well, that. It's, it's extremely scary. Yeah. But that's the thing that you win over that is power over the situation. I'm the first one to be in a room to let you know that I fucked something up. Uh, very badly. Why? Because I don't want to do it again, and I want to make sure that I figure it out for the next time. And I'm fine with that. Embracing imperfection is the best thing that you can do, and just say, "I don't know." Yeah. So I will take this time to learn a, to learn what's going well, on. Would you say that's one of the main qualities and attributes that you're teaching to the men that you work with at the Art of Charm? That what? Uh, to take ownership. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think that that's the first step, actually. I think once you stop putting things onto other people, like, I'm not getting girls because of this or because of that or because of that, and you start saying, you know what, maybe there are things that I'm doing. Maybe I'm not being as proactive. Maybe I'm not as driven. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not being a great communicator, but I'm going to work on those things. Well, the great thing about uh, the clients that come in, they're already at that point. Right. So they're ready to hear it. Yeah, they're open to change. They're they're completely open to change, and they're and they're and they're willing to take it on the chin for for not having it together for that long. Yeah. Um, so, so if there's like a final wrap up, because we're gonna get to the second half of our show, because our, our cute little guest, single girly, just walked in, so uh, we want to get to her. But what what is the final wrap up for this chapter in the man's playbook that we've just discussed today? What are what are what is a great piece of advice that guys can take away from this conversation that we've just had? Um, you know, I think the last piece that I was just mentioning of it's okay not to know and it's okay to be imperfect. You're going to waste a lot of energy trying to convince people that you are. Uh, so embrace the imperfection and then allow that. Allow yourself not to know to look for opportunities to learn and grow, which is going to make you look a very attractive person. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I do want to add one thing. Before we walked into the studio, Kristen was telling us a story. Um, and she did say, and I'm not going to say the story, we'll save it for another time, but she did say something. It was like a story about your boyfriend, and you said, He made me feel. And that was actually one of the first things that I learned in my therapy. He doesn't make no. you feel anything. You feel it. He's not responsible yes, for he your. Is. No, no, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> you are responsible for your feelings. And anytime that I catch myself saying like he made, and I, I'm like, oh no, 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 I made myself feel, and I own that, mm-hmm. and it's my feelings, and I have to work through that situation. Sure. So I think that that's, that's one good thing that people can take away from this conversation is the first step is even just saying statements like he made me do this or she made me do that, really taking ownership and saying, I made myself do this and here's how I'm going to alter it. And it's the other way around of you can't make anyone do anything. You can only allow them to feel really good right. in following your lead. And the same goes for yourself. No one can make you feel anything. You only allow yourself to feel a certain way. And of course, w- working through that will allow you to find out why you are feeling this way. And Super not into this dose of reality right now. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's impressing for Kristen. <laughs> Let's get single girly in I here. I know. So we can well, like... we, we're going to have you uh, on, on for the second half of the show. Okay, you're going to come back for a second show as well. And I want to hear about you and girls because that, that's the information that I want <laughs> next. Fantastic. But coming up next after the break, we have single girly, whose, whose first name we do not know because on her it's blog, single, it does not. Her last name's girly. Right, exactly. That's that's what I think it is. Her middle but name's she, she dates in Los Angeles and she is going to tell us 
all about dating in Los Angeles, being single, being a girly, having fun. And the reason we're calling her Single Girly is because that's the name of her blog, singlegirly.com. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know her name. She's anonymous on it. And there's only a cartoon character. The cartoon character's hot. She's very cute in real life. And we will be back with her in a minute. Right. Hey guys, buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know when you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle-free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Women podcast and shop at truecar.com. Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. So visit fundanything.com forward slash patentroll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Hey guys, welcome back. We're here with Single Girly from Single Girly Blog. No, singlegirly.com. Single Girl Blogging. SingleGirlBlogging.com. Yes. So confusing. Totally All these things. Right. Single Girl Blogging. SingleGirlBlogging.com is my blog. Okay. That's a pretty good... And then my Twitter handle is Single Girly. So. That's a pretty good domain name, I would think. Single Girl Blog? Yeah, Single Girl Blogging. Yeah, it, it actually it works, you know, as far as SEO and whatnot, search yeah. engines. And, yeah. I would think that would be like a highly sought after domain name. Pretty much. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's not like single girl LA. Out. You have single girl blogging. Yeah. That's pretty out. good. Yeah. So how <laughs> yeah. long have you been doing Basically what she's for? saying is you should make money off of what I'm you're doing ju- right Yes, now. exactly. Yeah. I should be a nut. Yeah, stop Yo. talking to people about stuff. <laughs> selling shit. That's yeah. how you actually make money. But tell me about like how this blog started and why you're putting this information out there. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I really wanted it just as a vehicle for my writing. I think, you know, I, I, I work uh, at a job where I do write, but it's not creative. It's really boring corporate stuff, really. So um, I wanted to be able to just put stuff out there. And um, one of my very good friends, my, my gay boyfriend, I call him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he said he would listen to my dating stories and he would just be like, you should write a blog. You should really just like yeah. write, put this stuff out there. This is why and every woman needs a gay male friend, by oh, the way. It is just they're the, the best. Thing. They're the yeah. godsend. Yeah. So so I'm like, okay. So you know, a million art, so I'm hiring, just so you know. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. No, no, he's not gay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
So anyway, keep going. He just wears tight pants, so don't, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's all right. It's all right. What does tight pants have to do with it? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. I'm a horrible person for saying that. Continue, please. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I just started the blog. I actually started on Twitter first because I didn't know if I'd have the... Um, time to really commit to blogging and so I thought okay I'll try micro blogging and see how that works 140 characters at a time and it I got a following and so I decided to start the blog and because really? now you have a lot of blog articles, so obviously you, have a, yeah. you have, are putting more time into this. It's been about four years. Um, That's I, a lot. I blogged a lot more in the beginning, I have to say, and it sort of tapered off a little just because life gets in the way and whatnot. Right. But um, yeah, I'm still doing it. So tell us about being single and dating right now. Because Kristen has a boyfriend, Ugh. I have a husband. Johnny is a man, but oh, we, well. want, we, we want to hear about dating from you you know, a female point of view. You guys are not in the trenches, okay. No. <laughs> different type of trenches. Yes, exactly. I've been there, A different too. battle. I have been there, too. So, um, yeah, I actually, I was married for 10 years, and um, I've been single for a few years now, just uh, dating. I'm doing the online thing mostly, because um, I don't really go to bars and clubs and things like that. That's just not really my thing. Um, online dating, though, I have to say I hate it. I It's just kind of a Necessary evil. Really? What, yeah. site, what sites are you using? Um, I've used OkCupid. I've used Plenty of Fish. I've used Chemistry.com. I feel like OkCupid sets the bar so low because it's like, <laughs> okay. Like, how about Great Cupid? Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Like, OkCupid. It's like right. mediocre. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> Cupid. Right. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Fine. I give up. <laughs> I actually kind of like that one. It's a free one. And I know there are people who debate, you know, the free sites better than the paid sites. But I've done them both. And I feel like. It's pretty much all the same. Have you messed really? with uh, Tinder yet? Which is the new uh, hot Tinder. dating app? Uh, you know, I finally signed up for Tinder like a couple weeks ago just to kind of see what all the hype was about. You know, it yeah. didn't really seem like it was for me because it just seemed very superficial. You know, you swipe right or left sure. or, or whatever. And it, it seemed like more of a hookup thing. I thought it was more like a grinder for straight people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people know It is and it is. isn't, I guess. You yeah. know, so I think some yeah. people are using it for that Form. It's really like what before you came in, Johnny was saying, like the world is what you make it. So I yeah, guess Tinder is also what you make it. Of course. And then once again, you were talking about how it's the app of superficial people when it can just be the app for lazy people who don't like to use all the sites with all the info and all this stuff. Who are typically superficial. Or it could be an awesome app of like finding who's cool right around you within five miles. It's, right. Yeah, it's totally fun. Um, I enjoyed it, but I... I wanted to know if you had any experiences with, with it and what you had thought about it, seeing how you with, uh, had done a lot of the online dating. And you're um, cute, so you should get a lot of responses. Aw, thanks. Um, I've, I've been on it. I have not gotten a single message. I've gotten a few matches. Um, I've, Truth be told, I've swiped right, like, maybe seven times so swiping right is match swiping left is no match of course so i've swiped no left, left like weird like my hands getting a cramp from swiping left kind of thing yeah. um <laughs> well, let me, for the the guys that are listening if, uh, let me ask you this so let's just say you do see a picture and you're like okay this guy's kind of cute uh, how much stock do you put into the friends in common and the interest in common and uh, what they tell them so, uh there's like a line you can put too. Yeah, like how how much do you line. look at that stuff? 
I definitely look at it. Um, again, my experience with Tinder is not very extensive. So, um, you know, you look at the pictures first. Let's just be honest. That's what that's really what it's for, you know. Right. But, yeah, I will definitely go in and read if they've written anything. I'll see if we have any interest in common. Um, and same with online dating, right? Oh, of course. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. actually, maybe walk us through how you how do you use online dating? Like, w- looking at profiles, mm. like, break that down for us. Okay, well... I look at the pictures. I'm not going to lie. You know, I I know a lot of people think women don't care about looks. And, you know, in my case, it's not true. It doesn't mean you have to look like John Hamm by any case, you know, but you, I I need to feel an attraction. I need, you know, something has to draw me in there. And I think, I think men understand that too. (laughs) I think men know that they look at the pictures a lot as well. Um, But, you know, it doesn't stop there by any means. I have to look at the profile, you know, if we have anything in common, um, if they seem smart, if they seem funny, if they just seem like someone that I'd like to get to know. So what how, it, how do you notice those things? Like how do you, like how do they seem funny? Like what means funny to you? Um, you know, I think it's honestly very individual because I think everybody thinks different things are funny. Like where I work, I I have people who laugh and laugh at what I think is just the most ridiculous, stupid, <laughs> silly stuff. I have kind of a weird quirky Typical sense of humor. Typical office people. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like kill yourselves. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you're a comedian, so, you know, um, different people have different humor, but I have kind of a quirky, offbeat sense of humor. Um, if you've read my blog, you've probably noticed that. Yes, so. which, by the way, I don't want to interrupt you, but I thought <laughs> what you put was so funny. You, uh, It was for Emma Watson with her Oscar dress, and you're like, she's been shot in the stomach 15 oh. times, and she's still like, going to the Oscars, which is hilarious because there were red dots on her stomach they were, they and it were took me dots. kind of that second and then I realized and I was like oh that was really funny because I didn't like those dots so anyway. yeah I was like why are so, those yeah. there yeah I applaud you so thank you um yeah so you guys have the same sense of humor <laughs> awesome yes um murder is fun but yeah I mean it's not like they have to be <laughs> bowling me over with humor or anything like that but you know it it helps I'm not gonna lie it's you know it kind of helps if they if they sometimes it's just a one line that it's like oh I get that you know that's funny that's cool yeah. or I identify with that what have guys yeah. done in the online dating that has not worked that essentially has made you not reply <laughs> i don't think we have enough time <laughs> um, yeah no there's there's a lot of things that that people do and again every woman's different every woman's looking for something different so what i'm looking for might not be what other people are looking for some women might respond to this but um you know some people uh, guys a lot of times they'll put pictures of themselves that are like really 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 far away and i'm like i cannot <laughs> see what you look like or you know, like, that's a good thing yeah <laughs> i know it's like cause why are you doing that um or you know they'll obscure their face somehow with sunglasses in every picture or um sometimes they just put up weird pictures that where they look like serial killers and it's like what are you doing here? why did you, you know? choose that yeah it's like grainy and they're not smiling and they're they look really <laughs> low pissed res and what yeah up? yeah anyone low res guys just if you do put your yeah. photos on low res it says something about you in general like you're not in the same era you wake up in 1989 <laughs> right. i right. don't know it's like a weird thing so just it's like you're taking a picture of an picture? old picture. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. strange... It's like you don't know how to use technology. Right. Yeah. They've scanned it somehow, and it's a really bad scanner. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but... Yeah. yeah, it's like if that's your best picture, then that's, you know, just have a friend take a picture. You know, the selfie even... Uh, actually, selfies are... Selfies are kind of uh, controversial online as well. People don't like sometimes the bathroom selfies, especially. Oh, I hate those. But sometimes yeah. we talk to women that say, like, I think when we had sex with Emily on, she said, if a guy just says, hey, beautiful, how funny. are you? Yeah. <laughs> when we had sex with Emily. Yeah, we always have sex cool. with Emily. Yeah. But when someone just says, hey, beautiful, she just ke- instantly keeps going because it's not original or unique. Has anyone had right. any specific lines that they've gotten you with at all that you can... 
kind of share? Or? No, I, I will not say that there's a specific line that, that gets me. Um, I think it's more if somebody notices something in my profile and says... And talks about it. Yeah, uh, you know, but... It says there. It says you're being understood and you're being heard, and that's that why you've that's actually read my profile. You right. didn't just look at the pics. You're not just you know copying pasting something, which which does happen. Which yeah, I will, would. Well, listen, there, in, in our industry, Marnie and I know plenty of of uh, books that is a cut and paste recipe for online dating, and we try to get the guys to uh, please be personal with each person. They can tell it's a nondescript. It's like when you apply to jobs on Craigslist, you, you know, unfortunately I've posted things on Craigslist, so I know when someone's <laughs> not personalizing them sure. and it's just like, hello, hiring manager. You know, it's like, right. no, no, I'm you a You got to make it personal yeah. for, for everything in life, really, you know, jobs, dating, right. whatever. So, right. I, but that does happen. I mean, I'll get people who cut and paste like a novel, it seems. I mean, like paragraphs oh, and yeah. stuff and it's like very, they're just like giving me their bio and I, you know I, that's not really what you I'm have to for. understand for most of the men on there their mindset is if I send out 20 it's a numbers game it's, it's a, people tell them all the time and you know to some extent to some people it is yes. but then the thing is it's like um, earlier today I read um, something and what was in it was that it takes the same time or more to do something crappy than it oh, is yeah. to do it right and Absolutely. so when you're doing this numbers game thing you're taking just as much time but you're doing it crappy so you're going to get crappy responses Absolutely. and you have 20 plus hours in it right. and you've gotten nowhere and it's quantity over quality right. and, the, the, the yeah. thing with a lot of the, the the younger guys who are starting that especially on online dating it's the more time they put in on, on, on getting personal they're scared about getting in, investing too much up front yeah and so then and all that work goes to shit and then they're yeah. upset about it and yeah. then they're going to pout about it and there's but they have yeah, to Yeah, they don't they, have they, to you, there needs a to lot. be they, exactly. You don't have to invest just a, a couple lot. of lines, you know, just like two three three sentences. Yeah. Three sentences, you know. Absolutely. But you know, there are some guys who just write one line, "Hey, I've had that before." Allow just, her hey. to fill oh, it. God, you. I have a few clients right now. This one <laughs> one guy wrote to me and said, "You know, I saw this girl, this pretty girl on Facebook." So I wrote to her. The first message was, "Hi." My second message was, <laughs> "What's up?" And oh he's like, my and she God. didn't respond. Should I follow up with something? I'm like, no. Oh. First of all, never follow up because you're already ruined. You're the creepy guy who says hi and then what's up. But then he, he wrote really afterwards creepy. that he did follow up because he had bought in somebody's program or bought somebody's program. And he and then he wrote something like, hey, beautiful, you look like you travel all around the world. What's up with that? What like? And he wrote this whole long thing. And I was like, oh my God, you're so inconsistent <laughs> with what you're writing. It just would freak me out. Like that Aww. would creep me out completely. So yeah, a lot That's of guys do like. I mean, just like, you know, he's really trying to do the right thing, exactly. but he just doesn't know what to do. And exactly. So if there, if there was a recipe, bad. let's just say, not for them to follow every single time, but for them to have in mind when they are writing a profile. Just a little structure. Or sorry, a, 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 an mm-hmm. initial email. What, what would that initial email look like and what would it include right for you to respond well i mean what would you say if you were talking to somebody in person you know would you walk up to them and say hey beautiful what's shaking you know i mean no some guys would yeah because it works one out of ten times why not keep doing it but so what what would you respond to um i would respond to somebody who you know I, i don't mind compliments you know i that's fine but uh you know something in my profile that we have in common you know why do you think we'd be a good match oh you like uh you know skiing actually i hate skiing but i'm just using that as as an example um you know i love to do this and i went over to you know 
what some ski resort, whatever, you know, there. right. I went there last year. You know, what do you like to do? You know, where do you like to go? Something like that. So just find some It'd kind be of funny. Like what's your worst ski accident ever? Ooh, that's a good one. It creates, I mean, it just, it, like we've said before, especially when we first started doing this podcast is like changing the, um, Marnie would always say changing the primal brain. Oh, hitting, hitting your primal brain. Right. Because you don't want to do mm. things that, you know, everybody's saying like, hey, how are you doing? My name is Brad. You want to start a conversation with something that attacks a primal brain that's different than what else is out there. So it doesn't have to be like something, you know, completely crazy, but you can start a conversation by forgetting about those first 30 seconds of formalities and breaking into an observation like, oh my God, that muffin looks so yummy. And most people don't say things like that right off of the bat. Mm -hmm. So it catches your brain because it's different and gets you to pay attention. doesn't make you attracted. doesn't get you to want to like have sex with that person right away, but it gets you your attention going towards that other human being. And don't you, you give them, you have five more seconds of time with them. Don't use the ski accident thing if the person's like paralyzed or something Maybe weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that might not be a great idea. Then, yeah, might yeah. Avoid. <laughs> well, Johnny, what are things that you would want to know from single girly as you're, are you single? We uh, yes, I am. Okay. As a single guy, like what would, what would you want to know about her and dating? I mean, with profile wise, I don't even like the only online dating that I do is Tinder because it's so easy and so stupid. Yeah. It's my favorite. I'm standing in line at the bank, so I'm going to go swipe a bunch of people. Have you yeah. had dates from Tinder? Oh, tons. It's tons? Really? Yeah. Um, but I don't waste my time. Just because a girl is a good-looking girl on Tinder, if she don't have, doesn't have friends or any interests in common with me, I swipe left because what are we going to talk about? And the likelihood is she clicked on me uh, at is far and few between. And the other part of that is I only have so much time to be hanging out with certain people. Yeah. Uh, dating is time I'm, consuming. It is. It's, it's very time consuming and everyone has uh, emotional needs and things that need to be met. And to have a, my feed clogged up with a bunch of people that I connected with but don't have anything in common with, that's just upsetting other people. Uh, I don't even have time for everything that I you know, I want to put time with my life at the, at the moment. I have to pick mm-hmm. and choose what gets my time. And uh, so as... So as, what do you look for? As well, as I said, uh, music is a big part of my life. So mm-hmm. I like to make sure that the people that I, uh, my interest are lined up with music and things like that. That's going to give us hours and hours of, of, of just talking right. of, for, whatever reason of just passions and music. And well, you're like making that. an interesting point because I think a, a lot of guys forget that they get to decide as well. It's about them too. Oh, it's no, not- but the, most of the strategies I've heard was swipe right to everything and filter them out later. And that's, that's just <laughs> bad, bad idea. Well, it doesn't say about, oh, a yeah. lot about your self-respect. It says that you're willing to take anything that comes your way and uh, sure, okay, fine. You like me, then I must like you too and I'll figure out how to make it happen. But for the guys, it's just easy. We'll swipe right to everything and then we'll see who connects and then I'll make a decision if I'm going to talk to that person. But uh, you, It's like, how's it hanging on Tinder? Oh, a little to the left, a little... It's a mess. And I, I definitely think that, you know... You, their investment needs to happen from somebody now, and if you want to have that investment come back, you're going to be looked to to lead, and you need to have what is what are you willing to invest up front uh, with with the people that you're going to be communicating with and hanging out with. If they're going to want to see something, if you're the man of the situation, they're looking for you to lead this. And if the girl is like, "Oh, I really like this guy," let's 
make something happen. The other side of that is uh, I see a lot of the guys will just chat and banter, and the girl's like, okay, well, you know, let's Let's meet. Exactly. No more pen pals. Yeah. You know what? I have to say, you know, one thing that I find in men, and I I wish a guy would just really like me and own that. You know what I mean? Like, if... I find so many men, I think so many people have told them back from, you know, swingers days and even back before then that you're supposed to pretend like you don't like the girl or that you're supposed to ignore them or whatever, or at least just not really put yourself out there. And while, yeah, nobody, men or women, don't like needy people. They don't want someone hanging on your, you know, leg like that or anything. But if you like someone, let them know. Tell them So what that does that like mean? Them. What does that look like? Hell if I know. You know, it doesn't really happen that You're often. You're like, yeah, I, mean, I don't see it ever. To be honest, I it did happen once. A few years ago, there was a guy, and he, we dated, um, and early on, he was just very authentic, and he was he really was very confident as well. He was not arrogant. He was confident. I remember him calling me up and just being like, I just called to tell you that I'm crazy about you. Oh, and I was awesome. like, oh. That is so refreshing. And then you never called him back. And again. no, I no. <laughs> we had a full. He dumped me. I mean, <laughs> actually, I mean, months later. But, um, but I, you know, I just I fell in love with him because yeah, I, he was so up. authentic. It was amazing. Yeah. The, the everyone, a lot of people look at this as a win and lose situation, and if they let the other person know that they like them, they're they're they, losing. They're being they're, vulnerable, and people uh, don't want to be. Well, vulnerable. there's a difference the between greatest. stating your emotions and being emotional. Like exactly what you were just saying before about being needy and hanging onto somebody's leg. That that's like one extreme. But there's right. something to a man who's super confident saying, like, You're I like amazing. You. I like you. If yeah. you have the confidence to just be able to own that and be like, Yeah, I like you. I, I like you it's, and I'm willing to admit that and I'm willing to show there's you that's nothing more powerful than that. And I think exactly. saying that in person is really important because yeah. I think some guys can hide behind a text message or email and it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, I it's true. I, I it's true. I think a lot of people are using text and email and whatnot to they don't have the confidence to do it in person because no. it's scary to be shut down and you know face to face, right? Yeah. So it's sure. easier if you're hiding behind it. So right, your blog is something. all about dating in Los Angeles. So I would love to hear uh-huh. about a recent <laughs> date of the yours, hell maybe even a successful date, because I would love to hear mm-hmm. what a successful date looks like. Oh gosh, you know I haven't had. Actually, I did have a successful date last year, um, kind of toward the end. <laughs> back in 94. Back, back then in 2013. Um, no, I did have a successful date, and um, he was great. Uh, we just had the same sense of humor. He was a comedy writer. Um, and so you met online? We met online. Okay. Yeah, and um, we just went to a bar and had a drink, and we just got along. You know, that's just all I can say. You know, there was no line. There was no formula. It, it was just... It's just simply just having a good so time. We can, just clicked. You clicked. So can you mm-hmm. explain to me what that means when you click and there's chemistry? Because a lot of guys go on first dates and they're like, oh, we clicked. We had a good time with each other. Oh, she know, laughed at my jokes. But now she doesn't want to go on a second date. Yeah, so they what's can't the really difference? read it. Yeah, what's the difference between you have a good time and we had chemistry and I want to continue seeing him for sexual purposes or for dating <laughs> purposes or relationship purposes? Gosh, it's so hard to define, isn't it? Chemistry. It is. It's really hard to define. I don't know that... I really can put it into words. Um, I mean, I know what I feel. I don't, I'm not really conscious of what I'm putting out there, but, um, you know, there's, people talk about, you know, body language. And so, like, if I'm going to touch, if I touch you, I'm probably not going to touch you if I don't like you, unless right. you're falling down and I'm trying to, you know, help you pick, pick you up. Right? No, 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 no let her fall. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I was like, see ya. Uh, no, but, you know, little things like that, um, eye contact. I've been told before, um, I remember on a date once, a guy said he couldn't tell if I 
liked him or not. And to be honest, I wasn't sure if I liked him or not. And okay. so, you know, he read that and um, he said, you're being polite. And I, you know, I was being polite, but yeah. I wasn't really super into him and didn't mean I wasn't going to give him another chance. I would have gone out on another date with him, but, um, you know. I just, but he seemed to call you on it. Yeah, he before, did. which is kind of cool. Did. But it was true. You yeah. know, I wasn't really feeling it that much, but, you know, it was a first date. Yeah, um, I think you can go with your gut on that. And I think uh, there's some women, I know for me, my boyfriend said when he first met me, Emmy still still says that he can't read me. He mm-hmm. can't really read what's go- what's going on. And I think a lot of people might have a, a guard up. And so I think guys can really just go with their gut. Because I think he just knew I liked him, but he still couldn't read anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny, what were you going to say? Well, had he led the situation a little bit better, would you have, would it have swung you into liking him? Um, well, you know, that situation was actually different. Because I was willing to go out with him again. but uh, And he texted a few times, but then we never wound up going out again. He didn't ask me out. So I don't right. know what happened on his end either. So I've... You know, I don't know. You know is he, there something he could have done on that date to get you more? Like, okay, so a lot of guys, when they go out on these dates, because you can go out with somebody and have fun, but not be attracted to them, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a good time. Sure. So what's the difference between somebody that you, you're sitting across the table from them and you're like, okay, this is going to be my friend and we're having a really good time, great conversation, versus somebody that you look at in that other way where there's potential to continue dating? You know, I think... Everyone really wants to hear that one, you know, magic bullet. Everyone wants to know, you know, what can I do? What do you know, what's right. the line? What's the move? What, you know, what can I do to get this girl? But it just, it, it doesn't really exist. You know, that magic bullet doesn't exist because everybody is different. Every woman My has a magic bullet preference. is just killing everyone well, I, at the I same know, time. <laughs> well, I know for me, like yeah. I'm married, yes, but I, I can still flirt with people. And I know that, that when I sit across the table from somebody where I feel attraction versus friendship, the difference for me is, we, okay, the friendship is we're connecting and we're having conversations about things that we like, but there's no teasing. There's no... Um, slower modes where there's silences and like making longer eye contact where I have to think to myself, does he like me? Do I, do I like him? There, there aren't, those moments aren't present. It's just us having like great conversation and laughing, but I, I, I wouldn't see him as a sexual option because there was no sexuality present on the date. Yeah. Or on, for me, of the, the hangout mm-hmm. that we were having. And I don't know if this is something that you do, but I think women, when they are feeling that way, tend to act a little more shy. They're a little more self-conscious because they care what you think, you know, because they like you. So yeah. if maybe there's like looking away or a little self-doubt in a, in a little sense. I think that's a really good indicator that she likes you. I know for me, if I like a guy, I'm looking down. I'm I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I'm me like, too. I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm my heart's beating fast. Like crazy. I freak out. I mean, I'm the worst flirt. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm terrible. Like if I. Not necessarily on a date, but like, say I'm out somewhere and I see a cute guy, I will like not look at him. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, it's, yeah, it's horrible. I immediately like just look to the floor. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like if he looks at me, I'm like, oh. yeah. I look away right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so guys should read that as well. And I know that's really hard for men because then they just think, oh, well, I this know. girl doesn't. You know, she's not into me. She's going to look the other way and keep going. But I think if you re- if you can look at it in the right way, you'll see that it, she's actually right. Into I mean, you. women get nervous too. Right. Women, you know, are just. I think. Some men, you know, not all men, obviously, but some men give women too much power. It's like we're just human beings. We're just people. And we want to like. We, I, I would love to just fall in love with the next guy 
I go out with, you know, the oh, next yeah. date I have. Beware be any man awesome. that goes out with single girl I mean, next time. That's, exactly. <laughs> okay, that doesn't usually happen, <laughs> sadly, but I really want it to happen. You know, I go in right. there hoping. That's why you're dating. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Well, know. I want to get to, uh, we have analyzed this. It's, it's this portion of our show where people write in questions, we answer their questions, and we are backlogged on tons of questions, so people probably hate us. So I okay. have some questions now, but if anybody wants to write in, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And we will hopefully answer your questions by 2016. Um, Okay, so here is the first question. Hello, ladies and guests. When is the right time to start bringing sex into the conversation? First date? Second date? That's the whole question. That's the whole question. When When is the right time to start bringing sex into the conversation? Okay, are we assuming that this person wants uh, more than a booty call? Or more than... He's asking, first date, second date. Okay. I mean, obviously, if you're in it for a booty call, then you bring it up right away, because you need to get that out of the way, because you need to let the woman know that that's what you want. Right. And she can take it or leave it. Exactly. You know, and she can say, yes, I'm into that or no, and you've done your job. Um, You know, if you want more of a relationship thing, you actually want to go out with this person a few times, and um, I would not bring it up on the first date. Um, Second date... It it really kind of depends on how the relationship has sort of progressed, I guess. Well, where but, the conversation is. If she yeah. starts saying, like, I cannot wait to get you home later, right. then you can bring Obviously, it up. Obviously, yeah. But if you're talking about, like, spaghetti and meatballs, I wouldn't say, like, oh, balls. You want to start? Like, balls, you def- nice. Yeah, you, d- you don't go in that direction. That's my, that's my advice. Get what is your advice, rolling. Johnny? I mean, why are we talking about it? What do you, why are you talking why about sex? Exactly. Because I, I I I, actually, I wrote back to this person this morning and just said, you know what? I would say if you want to, like, if anything, let her talk about it. I would never bring it up, but you can insinuate a well, lot I mean, of things if, if you're with in, sexuality. If you're enjoying the company, you're having a great time, then obviously both of you, if you're into each other, should be touching and, and laughing and carrying on. And there should be chemistry going on. And perhaps it will go on that evening or perhaps it's hey let's slow down i'm not a um, first date kind of girl or yeah. first date kind of guy or i really like you let's take it slower but that's when you should be talking about it right exactly why are we talking about this beforehand see i agree with you. Like, i said i said never sex. bring it up no. yeah. don't ever bring it up oh. right why, 20 years in don't bring it, it up right it's just it happens yeah. I, I find it creepy if guys go to that sexual place like even if yeah. i am attracted to them and i am into sex like if they start going down that sexual path it's a turn off well, the only time I would say that you should be talking about it, there's always the dates, and these I love these are my favorite, where it's like, you know we're not going to have sex tonight. And my answer is, oh, so we're talking about it. <laughs> I like that. So, I, mean, I have that, done that. Yeah. But it was because there was an assumption. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, that's the time to talk about it. She's brought it up. Right. So I, Exactly. So I said, let her bring it up yes. first in some way. If sex is going to be brought up, I, I, I Why I are we say, talking about it and ironing out contracts and making sure that everyone... Exactly. Yeah. I agree. So the on to the next question. Bring up sex. All right. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Hey there. First, let me say... I, do, I'm, I added this one in because there's lots of compliments. Oh, good. I want, Keep wanna, I want to go Keep slow with it. First, let me say that I adore all of you, although I wish Kristen would give herself more credit now and then. Oh. Aww. Aww. So sweet. I was raised as a conservative Christian and have worked hard to rid myself of the implications of my upbringing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Similar background we, to you. We relate. I've been mm-hmm. largely successful in this except for when it Where comes you don't relate to anymore. porn. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Wait, yes. you say that? Wait, get back up. Yeah, what, I yeah, some of that. Are you back on board with him now? I rationally understand that my fiance and most people enjoy porn. However, emotionally, I always feel hurt and betrayed, akin to the level I would feel if he cheated. Oh, this is from a girl. If he cheated. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. When I think about it, what do you ladies think about this? Thank you. Anonymous. Ah. Uh, okay, okay, so, so what, she what is not you, loving that her boyfriend likes porn? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't know how old she is, um, but I remember when I was younger, I didn't get that. I didn't get the porn thing with guys. And, you know, it was like, why? You know, it, it did kind of feel like he was cheating or, or something like that. I just didn't understand it. But now I... I can't say I understand it like that, but I, I get it and I accept it. And I just know that that's just, that's just men. Men just right. turn into porn, you know, and it has nothing to do with you. And my gay boyfriend says, you know, it's just like a little vacation. <laughs> right. Like, it, is, it depends how much, yeah. how much they are into porn. Because I have had one friend whose husband would watch porn every day and she'd walk home for, or get home from work. And he'd be sitting <laughs> he'd on the let her walk home. He wouldn't pick her up. Oh, that's disturbing. Yeah. And like that, yeah. that's yeah, when it's like one much. level too far and that would ruin their sex like life. And like, too far. And he, he would apply everything that he was learning in porn to their sex lives. Oh, and no, think, no. Yeah. So that, that's when it gets to be like one level maybe like well, five think, levels too far i think i relate to her with her upbringing and stuff like that um and i would say that the way i've kind of understood it is that i've realized that men as compared to me anyway are and probably her are much more sexual than i am or that women are and that i can't shame them or be angry at them for that and that's all porn is to them is a way to have an it's an outlet yeah. to Get those feelings out. I don't I'm have them. Getting I don't any have feelings them. out. Yeah, well, I mean they're getting yeah. something out. Well, That's John, what I, I, I want to hear. What you That's have to what say. I well, back to what Kristen was saying. Don't think of it as that you're less sexual. It's just you're you're going to be getting off in, in a different way. Right. Than, it's not than, your thing. Yeah, and I think men like kind of need off. that visual stimulus to you know when they masturbate. Right. They masturbate and they look at like when I masturbate, I don't need to look at anything of course you know it's but men totally you have an active imagination a, same with I me i do it's, it's in a, my head yeah it's a totally different thing now the the idea of how compulsive it is and, and how is it like as you're, you were mentioning about your friend who was like walking in and he's married to the biggest exactly. pipe in the world that's a bit a little bit that's a yes. little bit comfortable like yes you know yeah but for you because this is a woman so let's hear the man's perspective so for her should she feel like she's being cheated on should she feel like she's not good in the bedroom he's not satisfying him no she's gonna have to understand that that's just part of how men uh, right work and that's how i've dealt with it i just realized okay dudes need to get off and that's how they have to do it and she mentioned the the conservative upbringing and uh, on top of that kristen pointed out that probably she's probably really young and that but i'm gonna say both of those are gonna are gonna those are things that you have to work through. Uh, you learn. Growing. With you basically what you, learn. what you yeah. do is you accept the sad truth that this is what dudes do because you eventually just get older and you're like, there's nothing I can do that change this. It's the way it is. Right. As long as it's not, I'm not walking in on my dad doing it or something. Like it's fine. Oh, that's <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. All right, dear Marnie and Kristen and guests. As a young, oh look at all these women questions. Okay. As a young woman, I love how you both fearlessly voice your opinions on your podcast. Oh, I'm it scared every day, girl. Up my morning it's not fearless. It brightens up my morning commute. So I wanted to ask you both a question I've been struggling with for a while. Does number matter? Obviously, some men do care about the number of men a woman has had sex with, but do their opinions even matter? Should we even tell them our real numbers? Mm. Marcy. I love this because I just watched a sketch done by these two comics. Um, they're really funny, Nikki Glazer and uh forgot the other one's name. But... Um, they just did a sketch about 
as a, they were supposed to be a couple and they were going over each other's numbers and she first says it's 15 and then later down the conversation she slips and says 16 she's clearly like trying to hide it but she's trying to like get his out and she's mad at him anyway it was really cute and funny and basically what it came down to is that we should just break up because they were so unhappy with each other's numbers really oh, yeah Good lord yeah. what are we doing it's not a conversation that anybody should have i mean what well, your past uh, is your past, and it's no one's business. I actually don't agree. Not that you should be having or you have to have. Like, I have to know my husband's number. But for me, it's a it's a part of who you are. So when I remember when I was first dating my husband. So this, this question is actually for men and for women. So is the number important, and should you be asking? Um, I I asked. Not because I was like, I really want to know the number so I can know how dirty you are. Like, I didn't have an ulterior motive. But how motive. long were you... Uh, were you married at this point? No. Or how long no. were you dating at this point? We were probably dating in the first like five months I asked this question. First of all, I just wanted to know his background sure. in some way. Not that I was trying to it's like get like other... what went to college for. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is, it's a thing. Like, mm. not that it was important to me. And I, honestly, if he, if he had said his number was low, I would have maybe not believed him and questioned it. I liked the number that he gave out. It was like a good middle range number. And I've been with other guys, like boyfriends It's in the like past. enough to know like you're, he's attractive enough to have sex, but like right. not enough to know that he's a dick. Right. right. Or that his dick is infested with like millions Ew. of STDs. Right. right. So I've had well, yeah, like someone like Gene Simmons or someone, that, that would scare me. Like right. I don't know what you know he's got because he's got to got something i mean with it never put me off in the past like i had one boyfriend who had slept with like over 500 women <gasps> and what it, it did but it, it didn't it didn't upset me i literally just wanted that information Marty, to know think, more about I don't him think most people are mature enough to see that conversation that way see i don't want to sure, know i don't want people to ask me and i don't want to know i don't ask yeah. them they don't ask me but and what if you're really really close with someone say you're going to get married do you want to know at that point it's business. like you're it's not really no yes it is it's your not, business it's not important it's your business yeah it's not important i mean with my husband i i think he asked me and i think i lied uh <laughs> to be quite honest i would have to like up mine where is he now yeah he's yeah that's another story but um you know his was lower than mine um yeah it was a little bit of a a slut uh (laughs) but actually i don't i don't like that word i think that women can be sexually active if they want to be and that's that's all good you know i don't think anybody needs to know about that sadly there are people who still do judge it so you know i wouldn't offer it up i i just don't think it matters i well so what what if you are dating somebody and they do say to you you know what is your number i think honestly you say it's none of your business what i I haven't been asked that in years what i say is if you're dating someone it is somewhat of their business because it's a big part of you it's like you're they're missing this whole slab of who you are and for me i think i would i'm not concerned about the number i would just be more concerned if you were talking about the people personally that would weird me out that's something i don't want to know like i don't want to know what her boobs look like when you know Mm. stuff like that i don't want to know any details because then that starts to i think emotionally hit women i think it would bother me more if they didn't say it, and they were adamant about not right. sharing that information. They're hiding something. The other thing that I used to say, which would no one ever asked anything after this, so let's just say you had asked me, so, you know, what is your number? And I said, well, listen, I don't really want to discuss that because <laughs> I will let you know that during my 20s, I was on the road the whole time. So I'm sure you So can you can assume it. what you yeah. want. But the thing is, when you do that, you make it sound even higher. So I would just... But I don't know, obviously, what your number is. I know. Exactly. But I think if you well, avoid things, it's like when someone in Los Angeles says they won't tell you their age, it makes you older. Yeah, it's like, okay, you're, you're, you're 45, trying to hide. 25, but I know, yeah, you're hiding right, something. Right, right. You know, yeah. I read this study that said that um, – 
you know, men, just in, you know, reports, men have a higher number than women do. But statistically, that's impossible. Yeah, so, we you know, men are having them. sex with women, and, you know, unless they're having sex with the same woman, that which is very unlikely, right? Yeah. Then that's just not statistically possible. So, yeah. So let's people, answer Marcy's question. Sex, you know? So because I think Johnny, you would be the best person to answer this. Does the number matter? If for some reason it were to slip out, and she was like, "I've been with twenty five guys," and she was thirty two years old, would yeah. would that matter? No. Why no? Why why? Well, I, I like to think the best of people. So you know, past is the past. Uh, you know, they they have to live. They're doing their thing. Everyone's looking for self discovery and all these different things. Uh, I have to take it as you know they they're an adult and and it's their prerogative. Like I can't get wrapped up in that. If if I'm going to be comfortable with anything on my end, you know, it's a two way street. Right, but that's a mature answer as well. Would it be better if she said her number was five? Like, would you be hoping for that? No. Five, really? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what? Like, when, well, because when, listen, the other, like, the other side of that is like, so now I'm with a woman who's inexperienced. Like, how long before she starts to wonder if there's anything else out there that she's been missing? Okay. That's interesting. So what, what would be like the hopes, I, the fingers crossing no, number? There, there, I don't it's, think it's, there's it's, like It's a, irrelevant for me. It's, okay. You know, I don't want to know and I don't want to disclose mine either. Okay, but I like we're Johnny. The, we're together now. I think we're the sluts here, so we don't want to tell our numbers. <laughs> yeah, this and is so basically, That's why we don't I know, want people I'm to ask I'm the crew us. one where I'm like, yeah. I want to know your number. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you mine. No, but I mean, me you know, we are afraid that people are going to judge us. And so maybe they won't. But, it, you know, in saying that, there's a bit of a vulnerability there. And it's like, now is he going to like me? Does he think I'm a slut? Does he what? Yeah, and well, that's so, obviously what Marcy's concern is. Exactly. It's, 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 should should she have shame? Yeah, I think in her number. Uh, I wouldn't. Everyone offer should it. have always a wee bit of shame, just to keep the world healthy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Marty, no, end. you should not have any shame. I will have tell shame, you that. Have yeah. shame. No, no shame. Shame keeps you shame. from expressing own your yourself shit. and that's, being creative. That's my motto. Exactly. You have to own whoever shame you are and people on the beach and beach traps, okay? <laughs> hey, girls and guests. Been listening since episode one, and you guys have taught me so much in these past few months than ever in my 23 years on this planet. I've been completely honest and open with every girl I've started dating this year. I wouldn't change it for the world. In addition, I'm currently in a friends with benefits situation that's been going on for two months now. I understand these relationships have an expiration date, but my main question being, how do I make one last longer than three months? We both talk about what we want, expect, but now she wants to go on more dates and hangouts. Also, I'm a semi-pro Latin dancer, and it's hard to commit any more time I'm already (laughs) giving her. Thanks again, Gabriel. Well, I think Gabriel's really young, 23, so he's obviously dating women who are either his age or younger, and I think... At that age, they're not ready to commit to a long-term thing for the most part. Right. But the, but what he's saying is he's in a friends with benefits situation, and now this girl wants more. But the funny oh, thing is, because he said, he said, my main question being, how do I make one last longer than three months? But then when she's talking about wanting more dates and more hangouts, he's saying he doesn't have time. So is that confusing to you as well? Yes. Yeah. So he... 
I think what he's saying is he doesn't want it to be beyond friends with benefits. Yeah, he That's wants to stretch out the friends with benefits without getting into a relationship. Right. He likes having sex with her, but he doesn't want to yeah. know, well, the, to her. Right. The bottom line is that if you get in a, into a job, that job may start at a low level, but it's always going to keep advancing for the most part. So you can never really expect to stay sedentary in anything. Everything's always going to advance. And so, That's true. Yeah. That is true. But there is a way to set boundaries and be very clear in your communication style in what actually is happening between the two of you. So if she's asking for more dates and more hangouts, then she's asking for another level of intimacy, which you don't want to give her. And so what we were saying before about how you're not responsible for somebody else's feelings, you also can't control if they're going to start liking you more because you sound awesome right so obviously they're going to want more from you because this seems to be a constant problem for you to start dancing like a white man you'll be like totally off the hook yeah no but that's that's the thing so so you have to understand that another person's emotions are involved in this situation i would say if you want to keep it as friends with benefits i i would try to not be overly intimate and caring with these girls and really just be you know friends with benefits but don't get too invested yourself because you you may be sending the wrong messages to these girls that are pushing them in that direction to want to hang out more and also state your intentions absolutely you have to be upfront with that and if if she wants more dates and more hangouts don't go on that those dates and hangouts you know just keep it to where you're comfortable with it and but you can say that as well you can yeah say, you should be you can say, listen i i really enjoy what's happening here but if at any point you're not comfortable with it and you want something else then we're not on the same page and we're going to have to you know figure something out and it's right. better to do that sooner than later because the longer you put it off the more it's hard it's going to be yeah absolutely all right, well, that's all the time that we have for Analyze This. But if anybody has any questions out there, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we will answer them on air with our guests, with ourselves, and we'll try to give you the best answers possible. Uh, but thank you, Johnny, for being here thank from you. The Art of Charm. And you're going to come back for another episode, too. Sure. Yeah, and we thank you, Single Girly, and go to singlegirlblogging.com to find out more about her interesting dates. One of her newest blogs about her and her new boy toy, which we didn't get to talk about, but you can read about it on her blog. And download new episodes of the Ask Woman podcast every week on Thursday. Or subscribe. Or subscribe. You You don't have to. Exactly. Uh, So go to Podcast One. That's podcastone.com. Or you can download off of iTunes. That's actually a better option. Uh, And also support us on Amazon by going to winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. Go buy a car there. Buy a TV. Buy really expensive shit so that we can still stay on the air. And we'll see you guys next week.